Let's do this. Let's kick this off. All right. You are listening to the Liquid Flannel Podcast. I'm Chuck. And I'm Brendan. And tonight we are going to be talking about the vice presidential debate that just happened that nobody probably watched. Um, As you had kind of kicked the day off, Brendan, you had shown me an article where it looked like over 45% of people don't even know who the vice president couldn't pick them out, you know, by recognition. Yeah, I think they were like, it was like an ABC News poll and they were asking like you know who is the vice president or like who is this person and yeah mm-hmm. it was like less than 40 percent of people could even could even recognize them or whatever yeah. so most people don't care about the vice president at all and really in this election they have no reason to care about either vice president really that's, in some ways that's right so you know people don't really care people don't really notice it and so then i start thinking why why are we doing this to begin with, and the only answer I keep coming to is um, conflict commentary, kind of like conflict diamonds. We actually have a Sierra Leone soldier with a gun to our head saying that we need to broadcast the truth about this <laughs> vice presidential debate. That's the only reason we're here. It has nothing to do with the beer that I drank earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's there's so much anticipation of these debates, of this, of Who's going to be the vice presidential pick? You know, all of this speculation. Who's going to be the pick? What does it mean when the pick is finally revealed? What does the choice say about the state of the race and who's going to win and who's got a stronger position and who are, who's, what voting blocks are they trying to win with these picks? Because that's like the only thing the vice president could do is be like, maybe I'll pick someone from a state where I need some votes. That's a good reason to pick someone, you know, mm-hmm. but. At the same time, the vice president doesn't really have any role, right? right? So it's like a pick that is so meaningless that you just have to read all this stuff into it. And it's like it doesn't really amount to much. The vice president doesn't, unless the president dies, doesn't really do anything. So you get into this weird macabre, these presidents are old, man. This vice president mm-hmm. is so important because mm-hmm. they're so old. They're one step away. Yeah, heartbeat, heartbeat away. Heartbeat away. Always a heartbeat. From a finger on the button. <laughs> And if you know, well, with Trump, at least, you know, he'd be up at 5 a.m. if the button needed to be touched. I don't know if Pence is even charged up at 5 a.m. So um, I guess we could go ahead and start out with maybe the commentary on the debate, the moderation, which was done by Elaine Quijano. Um, You know, I felt like there was a little bit of an element of fear mongering in some of the way the questions were raised. Um, it made it hard to tell if I was under attack right now from somebody <laughs> right. or actually in a rap video. <laughs> so maybe uh, Elaine in the membrane. <laughs> so I don't know. It just felt kind of um, like worst case scenario a lot of the way. And I think they kind of missed some of the uh, things that I was hoping that we could keep talking about as a nation. But, yeah. I mean, they she kind of came out and she was very like, uh, kind of like with Lester Holt too, where he's like, I'm just kind of going to stay out of the way. Let you guys just go at it. Um, and Tim Kaine kind of came out really strong. He was interrupting constantly. She didn't really, it took her a while mm-hmm. to kind of reassert herself to say like, wait, hold on. We, we didn't really address the rules properly of who gets to talk when. What, Gentlemen, please. What do we do when an interruption <laughs> happens uh, and all that stuff. 
so she stayed out of the way mostly. But yeah, her questions, a lot of her questions were very, were very negative. Um, and I think that plays to the Trump, Trump strengths, right? Framing the thing negatively. Oh, there's so many problems. What are you going to do about all the problems? It's just already assuming like it's, it's automatically a problem. Um, so you have to say, well, how are you going to fix the problem? And then on the other hand, it doesn't even matter what she asks because none of them are going to address the question. Right. They're just going to instantly say, that's a great question, but Donald Trump it, you know, tweeted all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. oh, but Hillary Clinton, the foundation, at one point she had to be like, they're going off on, oh, the Trump Foundation is the most corrupt. The Clinton Foundation is even more corrupt. They're getting all the corruption from all the world governments. And then, oh, well, Trump won't release his taxes. You don't even know how corrupt it is. And then she goes, Gentlemen, I need to remind you, this question was about North Korea's nuclear testing program. No kidding. You know, I thought it would have been a great segue for her to just go in and say, um, I'm going to move ahead to something you both will completely ignore and and then just start the question out that way because that tended to be kind of how the questions gravitate in these kind of debates. And it's not just this debate. It's happened a little bit in the last debate as well as the primary debates. But, yeah, there was... Um, a real quick beeline to the issues that they really had in their mind and very little actual connection to the question in some instances. And it's very sad because when they, when you have a debate like this and the performance is, what are you trying to accomplish in this debate? Is, is Tim Kaine or Mike Pence trying to come out in this debate to like win? Like what does winning even mean when you're the vice president? So really all their job is to do is just to attack, attack, attack the other person, try to get those sound bites out there, Mm -hmm. try to get them a clip of them making a weird face, saying something dumb so that you can play a five second clip in a, in a commercial or something. So it's the moderator's job. I mean, you can't blame the candidates for that, right? That's what they're going in trying to do. So you can't blame the the candidates to say, oh, well, they just did a terrible job because they didn't even answer the questions. It's not their job to answer the questions, but it's the moderator's job to make them answer the questions that they don't want to answer. And they completely, in both of these debates, I think, have failed to do that. People will not answer a question. Maybe they weekly try to follow up and say like, hey, remember, you're supposed to talk about this. When she said, we're supposed to be talking about North Korea, they both laughed they just laughed out loud oh mm-hmm. yes north, <laughs> north korea yep. but we're not actually going to talk about that what right. i what's the real issues are how corrupt the foundations everyone's charity is the most corruptest charity ever absolutely what about north korea doesn't matter 100 percent. i mean and for the people out there that were kind of before the debate saying well it's not the place of the moderator to be a fact checker that's almost like saying, why don't you let your favorite sport, you know, sports teams referee themselves and, you know, just come to the outcome however they want to right. and, and declare themselves winners however they want to. Nobody would go for that. You you certainly couldn't build billion dollar empires out of something that chaotic, but we definitely can vote on presidents out of something <laughs> right. that, or form opinions about presidential candidates right. in that way. And it's so sad. And when you look at when you when you compare the coverage, the news coverage of sports to the news coverage of politics, people never get accused of fact checking. You don't have to fact check sports statistics. Right. They're statistics. Those mm-hmm. are facts. Mm-hmm. Statistics is basically another word for facts. Sports statistics, they talk about it all day long. But in the in the political world, it's somehow revolting to ever bring up facts, right? It, it's like 
oh, you're just trying to fact check. No one wants to hear facts. It's all boring facts. You know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you got the facts. You got the feelings. All feelings are better than facts any day. They win the fight. And it's just so sad when the sports media does a better job at fact checking and being fact based than the news media. That's a completely ridiculous situation. And, but that's what we're looking at every day. And people don't even, don't even care or realize that that's what's going on. Right. Well, well, maybe we would if we started playing fantasy politics or something. You know, if, if there was a way to make Man. a league where you could actually use statistics, um, and facts and voting records, maybe people would care. Something that people could well, get drunk to. You know, I think there are like, Especially in Europe, they have these like uh, like betting sites where you oh, can yeah. bet on like you could bet on the weather, mm-hmm. and you can bet political stuff is like a is mm-hmm. a big betting market. Mm-hmm. So I mean, almost in a way, there is where you could just be like, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be a political stock trader, mm-hmm. just play these betting markets <laughs> like, nonstop. Man, the rain in Spain is really fucking up my averages, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, I don't know. I think that it was a little bit weird. I do think that. If you just went by impressions and likability, I felt like Tim King had a problem at the very beginning just with the the strategy, which was go out on the attack. It really felt like the uh, Democrats did not feed him for about a day and just left him in a cage, foaming at the mouth, ready to attack Mike Pence. And he attacked... <laughs> foaming, foaming at his, at his like, mouth, which where he's like, well, I'm, I'm Donald Trump. Uh, 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 you better believe it. Believe uh, you know, me. Right, exactly. <laughs> Believe His, me. Uh, he, he's the attack dog with the corny dad jokes. You oh, know, yeah. He was as attack dog as he was going to get, mm-hmm. which was just awkwardly interrupting and trying to throw out, you know, zingers about like, well, you're, well, Donald Trump is just a tweet baiter. Ha ha. It's like, oh, yeah. no, that's not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Some of those things, it was like, come on, man, you, you can pull back. It's okay. You know. It seemed almost for a minute there like uh, Pence was kind of playing the victim card when they were trying to flip it and make it seem like, you know, the Clinton campaign is all about the accusations and name calling. They're the ones running the dirty race here. When really, I didn't know it was dirty to just say, listen to what this person said. That's not, I mean, that's dirty now. It's 2016. I'm learning new things all the time. (laughs) Right. And yeah, I mean, it, it was ridiculous because... You know, Pence had the audacity to say with a straight face, you know, Clinton is running a a campaign based on insults because of her basket of deplorables, quote, which they they love that she said that seriously because they were going to bring it up every chance to get because that's all they have. Right. Mm -hmm. She one time said one thing that if you look at the facts, maybe it's actually kind of true, but don't ever look at the facts. Right. Just say she she hates all Republicans. She thinks they're all horrible racists. Mm hmm. So vote for Trump. Horrible. I don't really even understand the connection there. <laughs> right. Horrible racists and internet memes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Of, uh, Pence did have a couple quotes that were kind of funny. The one that recurred the most often was, do you not take deductions? I mean, oh, yeah. it just, it, it was his weak way of trying to say, trying to equate, you know, um, Trump's 1995 taxes and the ability to, or his tax return and the ability to not pay taxes for the next 18 years to people working as hard as they can to get deductions. Right. So I guess, yeah, we should say a little bit like, so right before the debate, it was like a couple days ago, uh, I guess last Friday or over the weekend, the news broke that the New York Times got 
Donald Trump's 1995 tax return mm-hmm. that showed he had declared a, a, a loss, loss of almost a billion dollars, like $990 million in the year 95, which he's able to carry over for tax deductions for the next like up to 18 years. So basically he could make a billion, you know, he could make millions of dollars a year and then just say, but Hey, but I lost all that, that one year. So I don't have to pay taxes in any of this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Pence's defense was just like, hey, well, hey, it's totally legal, mm-hmm. right? But the same tax return also showed like, oh, how much was his salary? It was like $60,000 or something. It's like no one believes that number. Right. They didn't even mention that number, which is outrageous that they didn't bring up. Like Donald Trump says his salary was only $60,000. Does Donald Trump look like a man living on a $60,000 salary, <laughs> a year salary, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just one year. Right. So it's hard to know in that context. But again, that's a good point to say we have this one year. If he's really not defrauding people and underreporting his salary by probably millions or hundreds of millions of dollars to avoid paying taxes, mm-hmm. then he can release his returns and show us other years. Yes. Maybe that year is some sort of weird anomaly because it was such a huge loss for him. Right. He didn't take a salary or whatever. But then what about the next year and the year after that? What were the actual numbers? And just the audacity that he'll just say like, well, he's doing everything legally required. He'll release it as soon as the audit's done. Ha 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 ha. Right. Don't back fact check that or do. It doesn't matter if you fact check it or not because we're just going to keep saying it regardless of how debunked it is. Absolutely. And everyone's brought attention to it. And yeah, it's almost like they're living in a bubble. One of the other things that was kind of funny, and if you take it out of context, of course, it sounds crazy, but Pence going, um, you whipped out that Mexican thing again. <laughs> right. <Cade laughs> because Kane was saying, hey, this is the kind. First of all, Kane interrupted him. To quote scripture, which I just thought, how biblical, <laughs> how biblical of you. To, and let me just tell you to shut the fuck up real quick so I could quote Jesus. Well, you know, if you look at what would Jesus do, I mean, sometimes he got snippy. <laughs> Jesus, know? if you read the Bible, he was not always, Dude. you know, being like, hey, let's take, let's slow yeah. our roll. Sometimes he was like, hey, shut up. Yeah. It's seriously. my turn to talk right now. I'm going to flip some tables. You I'm going to drive you mon- out of the temple. Yeah. You're, you you're know? money trading in my temple. I flip your tables out. Yes. So, I mean, yes. that's what Jesus would do. Right. Pence should have just stood up and flipped the table. <laughs> right there and be like this is a, the christ-like way that i express my debates right. you're gonna bring up how my candidate said mexicans were rapists no he didn't yeah yeah There's video of him saying it see that's the thing i feel like I, I i almost feel like every time he denied it he was thinking in his head if i believe that one of the words was off like i can literally say with <laughs> right. emphasis he did not say that that way right you know right and he in fact said at one point you just keep going on about you know the things the things that donald trump said and the way and the way but the way that he said them you know and he's like oh as if that matters right it's not what he says it's the way he says it mm-hmm. and well what's the way he said it it's always the way that's the most beneficial to trump right, right? the way that he said it is completely up to interpretation all you have to do is say, well, oh, Trump, what? ask Pence, what did Trump mean when he says this? That's his job, mm-hmm. to say Trump says the craziest nonsense. And then Pence goes, well, you know, he's not a career politician like you <laughs> and Hillary. So he speaks from the heart. And sometimes his heart says, ban all the Muslims and Mexicans are rapists. But 
what he is saying is we need America to be strong. Mm-hmm. And it just makes mm-hmm. me so sad that there are mm-hmm. people out there who are like, yes, well, I buy that explanation. I did like when Kane flipped the narrative in terms of the taxes and said, you know, this is the guy that's talking about having a strong military and supporting the military. And then he doesn't even pay the taxes that support the military, including in 9-11, if you believe these 1995 returns. So saying, hey, the most patriotic thing, the most supportive thing you could have done, you actively worked to avoid doing. Right. So and they even how are you going He apparently like at 9-11, he got some sort of like small business recovery loan or something because he had like a, if it was like, if you were in this radius and you had a building, you can get mm-hmm. like a loan for like an interest-free loan from the government. Mm-hmm. And he got a loan for like hundreds of thousands of dollars to be mm-hmm. like, oh, 9-11, help give me all the free money, please. I'm Donald Trump. I need money. Mm-hmm. Um, what a welfare. But then, you're right. But then has the audacity <laughs> to, you know, belittle, oh, these poor people are, you know, sucking up all the government money. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's getting his billions in tax breaks. Oh, you yeah. Know, to, yeah. But then to accuse, oh, God, Obama's taking our tax dollars and he's just wasting it on Solyndra and, you know, yeah. all this nonsense that he spouted over the years, which is completely hollow. Yeah. Millions of tax, millions in tax breaks from a Congress that would not even pay for first responders to have health care for the rest of their lives. Right, you know, exactly. The people that actually ran towards danger and not towards rescuing money. Right. There's there's <laughs> money. There's there's enough money to give Donald Trump a loan because maybe he needs to like replace some windows that got dusty or something from the 9-11. <laughs> yeah. But yet, you know, guys who are down there inhaling the dust trying to save lives. Yeah. Then they're like, hey, we got cancer. And then, you know, we, mm-hmm. we should be compensated for that. They're like, oh, well, you know, we got a, Obama with the deficit. It's just terrible. Yeah. We need to save that money because we need to really bomb Iran later. And that's going to be so expensive. And to fight these death squads that, you know, Obamacare is all about. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But yeah, I think that that really kind of showed, and in this debate, you know, kind of a very, very tertiary discussion about education and all those other things, it really kind of showed what they actually think all the tax money needs to go to, the way they prioritized these conflicts and the the actual war on terror, which Mike Pence seems to believe entirely is focused overseas even after bringing up Sandy or not Sandy, uh, bringing up the Orlando shooting and several other things saying, well, immigration will solve that. Right. He was asked point blank, you know, immigration wouldn't have stopped these, these type of attacks. You know, we've seen multiple attacks from people who they're American citizens. Um, you know, their parents were maybe immigrants, but they were like radicalized online because probably partly because they hate America so much because they see Donald Trump going on the news saying we need to ban all Muslims. <laughs> and, you know, hey, they put the Japanese in camps in World War II. You know, maybe they had the right idea. Yep. And yep. then you wonder, like, why are these people lashing out against America? Right. I just don't get it. We definitely need to ban them harder. It, it's just it's complete nonsense. And it it it's just so upsetting. And you know, Pence was trying to reframe it as, well, you know, we just need to screen out from countries where they're compromised by terror and we don't know if they're safe or not. We can't tell if they're safe or not. And then Kane just goes, well, we can tell if they're safe or not. And then if we can't, then they don't come in. Right. If we can't verify that they're safe, then they yeah, can't come in. That is logic. Right. <laughs> to, to, put, to, to, to take that extra leap and say, well, if they're Muslim or they're from a Muslim country or mm-hmm. a con- country, they keep saying this, their new thing is countries compromised by terror. Mm-hmm. What are those countries? Well, we, we'll, tell, we'll tell you later. 
what are what those countries are. Probably the ones with the most Muslims in it. Right. Not France. That's you know not Germany. Not England. It's but just a real lazy. Turkey. I don't know. That's yeah. looking a little iffy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a real lazy way to to go through the motions of looking like you're protecting your electorate. Honestly. Right. Well, and that it's so sad that the, at the same time that in the debate he. Pence went on this long thing. They talked, they brought up at near the end, like, oh, how does your faith inform your life? And he, and of course, Pence just jumped all over that to say abortion, 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 abortion is the worst. Mm-hmm. You, a vote for Hillary is a vote for abortion that mm-hmm. is on every corner. And at the same time, he's like, we have to protect innocent life. We have to, if someone is, you know, pregnant and they don't want to be pregnant anymore, we should just force them to have a baby, apparently. No, no one ever presses him on that. But yet, he refuses. He's like, we need to stop letting in Syrian immigrants. He's like, I thought you loved life. I thought every right. life was precious. Yeah. Unless you're a Syrian immigrant, then you can just go back to a war zone and die. If it's a but war But if you're zone an unborn life. child to an unwanted mother who's, you know, living on the street, addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. you know, whoa, those lives matter. We need to have those lives. And then what are you going to do? They never have to explain that. And it's just so frustrating that any time... You know, if when Bernie Sanders was running, because no one's talking about this anymore, right. no one's talking about enhancing any government programs. Really, <laughs> Tim Kaine brought up free college, yeah, but they didn't press him on like how are you going to spend it. But that's usually yeah. the next question, right? If that had actually been a topic, the question is, hey, you want to give people free college? How, how are you going to pay for that? Yep. How are you going to pay for that? And even mm-hmm. if they have an answer to that, no, it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going to raise taxes? That sounds terrible. Well, we're mm-hmm. going to raise taxes on super rich people. Well, that's still terrible because I just hate taxes on principle, mm-hmm. even if they're on rich people who could afford it. And they earned it. <laughs> right. But they never ask that question when we need to go to war. We need to outlaw abortion. That sounds like it'll be really costly. <laughs> what mm-hmm. are you going to do with all those unwanted mm-hmm. babies? <laughs> that sounds like a costly government expenditure yep. that you're mandating feed them educate them so that they don't rob you on the street you <laughs> right know, exactly 15 but, years later you know hey donald trump says we need to just start shooting iran's ships if they start to you know act to get too close to us in their um, space you know right in their own <laughs> waters you know uh yeah but oh that won't start a war you know or whatever yeah. but they never ask like how are you gonna how are you gonna pay for that they never ask how are you gonna pay for a war they never no. ask how you're going to pay for your tax cuts to the wealthy. Mm. They never say, well, how are you going to pay for that? That's not a thing you pay. You don't pay for tax cuts, even though you do mm. when you look at the budget. Well, they're the kind of people that probably believe, well, we'll just pay it with all that cash that Obama's given to Iran anyways. <laughs> right. you know, why don't we just stop him from doing that? Or everyone's favorite line, which is like, we'll just cut all the loopholes and all the waste and the fraud, mm-hmm. and we'll just cut all that, and then we'll just have... 70 quadrillion dollars because yeah. of all the waste and fraud when they're like oh we did a study and that's like less than one percent of like all the entire federal budget and they're like but uh nope that's just hey don't be checking start. those facts you know that's you know, not what my facts say you know once you start it'll trickle it'll trickle dude it's like a tickle <laughs> you know i did think that uh tim kane missed the ball in terms of timeliness with um being able to attack Trump maybe on that PTSD issue, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that was a pretty big story that I believe just kind of got released today or Trump said it yesterday about um, veterans being weak with PTSD. Yeah, so there was a question about, you know, I'm not sure what the question was. It doesn't matter. Somehow they started talking about, you know, how are you going to rebuild the military or mm-hmm. something like that? Uh, and... You know, Kane was going on and on saying, well, Donald Trump, uh, you know, doesn't want to 
you know, spend on the, on the military. He says he's like strong for the military, but he wants to be reckless. And he, yeah, he totally missed the opportunity to bring up that Trump recently said at a rally this week that people in the military who get PTSD and commit suicide, like weren't strong enough to handle it. Um, which is just the most ridiculous statement. Um, the moderator didn't bring it up. Kane misses opportunity to bring it up. And I guess that's the problem too, is kind of when you, when you prepare for these debates so far in advance, you can't bring up something that just happened two days ago, that's but yet true. that's the world Trump lives in, right? Right. That's Trump's strength. The, faster that, than the speed of Twitter. Right. He's responding in real time. Mm-hmm. So it's his, it's challenging to respond to him because you don't know what he's going to say. Right. He's responding to things just on, on the spur of the moment, off the cuff. And Usually they're terrible. Right. The things that he says are atrocious. Right. When you think about them, they don't, they're not factually accurate. They're inflammatory. They're insulting. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff. They're misleading. They're, you know, they're, you know, all, all kinds of problems with just speaking off the cuff. And he doesn't matter because he just keeps rolling. He just goes on to the next thing. But to craft a thoughtful response takes thought and time. And it's, you're at a disadvantage when you can't prepare. Mm-hmm. for the kind of nonsense they're going to spew. And I, I think you saw it again in this debate. Just like in the first debate, they would ask Trump a question where he would say, oh, I knew you were going to ask this. It's like, this is an obvious one about the taxes. He's not paying any taxes. And the answer is terrible. And Pence did it again. Right. You know he's going to ask about the taxes. Yep. Your answer is, well, he'll release them as soon as the audit's done. We already talked about that in the first debate. We all agreed that that's, bullshit. that's nonsense. Right. That Lester Holt said that's not accurate. Tim Kaine said in this one, Richard Nixon released his taxes while he was under audit. It's totally possible to do. You could totally do it. Mm-hmm. And then Pence can only just say, well, he's not legally required to do it. Um, which is like, I, I guess that's true. Right. You won that one. You're what a winning line. Correct. Right there. The best kind of correct. <laughs> you know. Um, and then we did talk a little bit, a bit about race in the debate here. Um, let's, let's start off by giving credit where credit's due to both sides. And that is in the area that both sides agreed on, um, community policing as part of the solution towards, um, police reform that the country desperately needs right now. So, um, definitely I feel like that is one of the ideas that need to be propelled a little bit further. It was good to hear, um, to hear even Pence (laughs) agree on that. But then of course you give him just enough rope to go crazy, I guess. And he starts going into, well, how can it be racial bias if a black cop kills a black unarmed person? And that's like saying, please explain to me like I'm five the concept, the core concept of institutional racism. Right. It's not one man's racism. It's about an institution or an organization or just a cultural view that's pervasive. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost like saying like, well, hey, look, how can you go to a bank and say you, you know, used an illegal racial profiling system to give loans to white people and not black people. You'd look at their address and say, oh, you're from a black part of town? I'm not going to give you a loan. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're from a white part of town? I'll give you a loan. Go buy a house. Mm-hmm. It's like going to that person saying, like, this is a clearly a racist practice. And them saying, like, well, we got a black guy working the front counter, <laughs> so boy, we can't be racist because right. there's a black guy who works for us. Mm-hmm. That's essentially the argument that Pence was saying, right? Well, black cops shoot black people too. So... 
It's clearly it's not. It has mm-hmm. absolutely nothing to do with race because mm-hmm. one time a black cop shot somebody. Right. You know, and that speaks to none of the problems of, you know, the culture of police to shoot first, ask questions later. Right. And have the law back them up with that decision, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a white person or a black person, they can just say, oh, he was being very threatening and I shot him. And the courts have time and time again said, well, I guess if you've genuinely felt threatened and he had any reason to do so just to say, oh, he was acting erratically. He was angry. He wasn't listening to me when I was screaming at him to get down with his hands on the ground for no reason that he wasn't even doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't listening. I had to just take him out. I couldn't tell. I was so threatened. And the court just backed them up on that. And so for him to say, well, it's, there's, clearly race has nothing to do with it. It's just so off base and misguided. And the only reason I could see that he says that is because he genuinely believes that, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's like some sort of prepared talking point. I think that's just what he believes in his heart is like, this has the all the issues with police. They have absolutely nothing to do with race at all mm-hmm. other than black criminality. Right. They get shot more because they're criminals more. Right. That's, I think, what, what he, his perspective is, which is just so sad. Right. But he says Indiana's working state, well... Indianapolis has a lot of black people in there. Are they just working at being criminals or what's the deal? I (laughs) mean, or I mean, I guess you can't have it really both ways, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think Pence's, Pence's answers on that were, I I did like at the beginning that they'd said, you know, they both said like, we support police reform, which is like, they didn't really elaborate on what that meant. But I think that's really, even the fact that this conversation is happening and they're both admitting basically reforms need to happen to the police system Mm -hmm. um that i think is a huge success from the black lives matter movement i mean they wouldn't be having this conversation at all if it wasn't for them continuing to press this issue day in and day out through whatever means they can agreed um it just shows how effective it's been and it really just lays to waste all these ridiculous criticisms of it over time yeah oh they're too noisy oh they're doing it the wrong way they're not doing it the right way right where it's like you just have to look at the results Mm -hmm. i don't agree with all the ways that people protest all the time you know i don't agree with the way the tea party protested a lot of the time right but you can't argue with results right you have to do what works even if it's not popular and i think that especially if it's not popular, right and i think that goes back to this debate as well right in that the, the goal coming into this debate was to just attack, 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 attack at the expense of your own popularity, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Tim Kaine did his Accomplished job. Accomplished that. Right? Mm-hmm. He didn't come off looking great. He came off looking almost like Trump-like. <laughs> He's mm-hmm. interrupting all the time just to throw out, not addressing the question, just to throw out talking points, attack talking points. Yeah. He came in with that was his goal, clearly, and mm-hmm. he executed on that goal. Yeah. But at the same time, that means that it looks like he lost the debate because he did that, because that was his strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> I do remember him cutting off poor Elaine in the membrane and going, this is important, Elaine. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? This is important, not answering your question, but to get this yeah. attack line out, I really said yeah. I was going to do this. They told me it was a great attack line. This is getting to the issue. <laughs> right. You know, we can unlock some real things here. But at the same time, that strategy, even though it comes off looking like you're a jerk, you're <laughs> ignoring the moderator just to get up your attack lines, mm. um, Pence was clearly not prepared for that because time and time again, 
Kane was saying, Donald Trump said this. He says he wants to ban Muslims. He says Mexicans are rapists. He, you know, says all these abhorrent things that mm-hmm. even Republicans look at and say, well, this is racist. He brought up the judge. The judge was from Indiana, which right. I had gotten. The Judge Curiel, who was presiding over, was it a Trump University case? Um, I think it was. No, like I some, think he had... I think it was that uh, Trump had said he wouldn't be... Yeah, I think... Never mind, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was some case that Trump was in having some lawsuit or something, and the judge who happened to be hearing the case was Mexican. Of, or his, he, was, he right. wasn't actually Mexican. It was like his parents were Mexican. He was like an immigrant. But he was born in the USA. He was born in the U.S. He's a judge. You know, he's a reputable judge. Um, and, and they're like, well, he couldn't be fair or unbiased because you know i mean i'm building a wall right right? exactly he said like he has to be taken off the case he has to recuse himself because he's mexican and i hate mexicans is essentially what donald trump said i've Mm -hmm. said so many mean things to mexicans clearly this guy's gonna hate me Mm -hmm. um and that guy was like no i'm just doing my job man like i'm a judge right not don't really i'm looking at the facts of this case you know Mm -hmm. but that's totally irrelevant to trump and that's an indefensible position and so tim kane brought all these things up he brought up the Muslim ban. He brought up the judge. And comments about Pence would just continually deflect and deflect and deflect. He would just say, well, hey, the real issue is this. Um, and I think that was, I mean, it's hard to say. Because if you're watching, I was like, if you were watching it objectively, you'd say like, hey, he didn't do very good at responding to that. But mm-hmm. who's watching this objectively? Absolutely nobody. <laughs> nobody. In America, nobody. Right. That is for sure. That is for sure. You know. So I guess you came in seeing what you wanted to see. I, I didn't think Trump did, or I didn't think Pence did a very good job of defending Trump. He sidestepped a lot of direct questions, mm-hmm. but I think that he also came off looking. He was bidding. He was. He was. He was putting up a good defense for himself. He mm-hmm. made himself look good. He didn't make Trump look good. No. <laughs> Whereas Kane made himself look bad. But he but also made Trump made, look worse. And in doing so, did not even have to spend as much energy making Hillary Clinton look good or trying to, you know, um, improve the image, you know, doing any kind of damage control. There there was some of that, but I felt like it was more on the attack to prevent right. the defense. Well, and I think to to it's awkward when any either of the candidates, and Cain did this more than Pence, I think, Pence... I don't think really did this at all, where he tried to talk up Trump. You know, Kane at several points was trying to talk up Hillary and say, oh, she's worked so hard. She's worked with Russia. She's made all these mm-hmm. deals. The nuclear disarmament, the Iran, Iran deal, deal. Um, which, again, it's like that's a losing point for Republicans <laughs> to say, like, she worked on the Iran deal. Well, we hate that. Right. Um, but he was continually saying, like, oh, she's worked so hard, you know, her entire career. It's awkward, I think, at times to be talking so much about your running mate and trying to say, they're so awesome. Mm-hmm. They're the awesomest. You know, that could be a really awkward look. So I think his time was best spent attacking. I mean, that's right. clearly clear way he wanted to do. To say, look, if Hillary wants to build herself up, she can do that herself. That's when the argument's going to be most effective. Not me saying how great she is, but her talking confidently about her own record. Even though, unfortunately, that was the second question in the debate was basically, nobody likes your uh, presidential candidate. <laughs> right comment on this and it's like well i'd rather comment about that guy over there right exactly i mean it's almost like they both agreed right Right. they both instead of saying like well no my candidate's the best they both said like you're right that other guy is Mm. just the worst Mm -hmm. um so uh, yeah this whole negativity and the 
again, the audacity of Pence to come out and say, Hillary's running the more negative campaign, the Mm -hmm. campaign of insults. Mm Again, is it's just completely laughable. Just like Trump saying he has the better temperament. Mm-hmm. It's a tale of two shitties. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst of times. It was the hella worst of times. <laughs> People spilling blood in the street with wine. No, just kidding. I don't know. I mean, I guess it was about what everyone expects. That can. It's going to sound really cliche every single time we say this, but. It's pretty much what you expect every single time. Right. There's really not going to be any surprise and go, whoa, I need to rethink this, you know? He, you right. Know, and so. I think, yeah, I mean, at this point, the debates are, the, again, the debates are not made to be informative. To win undecided voters. Okay. They're, they're not informative. They're, they're, they're not substantive. It's all about the style. It's all Optics. about... Right. It's not about the substance of what you say. That's almost completely irrelevant. No one even listens to that. It's all about how are you carrying yourself? How are you presenting yourself? You know, are you, do you look like you're having fun? Mm -hmm. You know, that's like such an important thing to just say, oh, who's got the confidence? You know, who's got the best zingers? You know, that's not a substantive issue at all because they don't. Who took the substance from debates? (laughs) That's what I want to know. Was there ever some substance abuse going on or something? And they're like, we got to remove the substance. <laughs> there but... totally was. They were just too substantial. They weren't getting Dude, ratings. They were like, you can't get substance. ratings with that boring substance. You got to get That's them. Right. You, it's all about the scandals, not mm-hmm. the substance. Mm-hmm. It's it's just they hit scandal after scandal. And even the questions were almost addressing that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this scandal, you're so unpopular. You know, all what about the foundations? You know, all that stuff. It's just the focus is so much from both sides and from the moderators about scandals that I guess in one sense it's like you can't not talk about them. Right. But that's not talking about a scandal and things from the past. Trump did this. He didn't pay taxes. Hillary's foundation was corrupt. That's not talking about what are you going to do as president? Yeah. That's, well, and again, but this is the vice presidential debate, so like who cares about that? It's like I don't even know what the purpose of this debate really even is. No, no. Well, the purpose was being able to hang out, drink a beer, um, say a, a tiny prayer for America and and just tell ourselves it's going to be all right. It really is going to be all right out there. If anyone's actually listening to this, please, in the words of Jimmy Dore, do not freak out. So. I think I think it'll be all right, but also no, you it don't. won't be all right. You it don't. won't be all right, but maybe yeah. it'll be. It'll be. It won't be great. No, but maybe it'll be all no. right. It'll but be it'll fine. be digestible. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know, I think they talked, they talked about, you know, that Hillary's going to be like a continuation of, of Obama. And I think a lot of people, they had such high expectations of Obama. Yep. That's not going to be a problem for Hillary. No one has high expectations (laughs) anymore. So I think with Obama, it's easy to be disappointed because you're like, oh, he's going to do so much. Yeah. He's going to fix politics in America. It's going to be great forever. It's like, no, maybe not. Maybe that actually wasn't possible to do. Yeah. With Hillary, you just come in and be like, I guess she'll be okay. Hopefully it's not a total disaster. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. you'll probably just be like, oh, I guess that was okay. Yeah. Maybe it'll be okay. I'm pleasantly surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said, even with Trump, it's like Trump's nuts. Who knows what he can do? I, I can only fall back on the fact that if Trump actually were to win, he would just spend so much time 
at least at first, being like, hey, all that stuff I said during the campaign, I can't actually do any of that. <laughs> With, it's physically impossible to build a wall. I shouldn't have said that. That It's going to cost so much money. It's really not going to accomplish anything. We can't I, ban all the Muslims. That's not a workable system. What are you just going to say? Are you Muslim? That'll be the scariest no. day if oh, I ever okay. came to that. You know, because yeah. at that point, then I would be afraid of some of the people in the all right being like, it was all a dream. I'm waking up and it's still a nightmare. <laughs> you know, they're like, Trump isn't going to make it right. I, I got to take care of this. I mean, there's threats, but I don't know. Um, who knows? All I know is it was a good episode. Um, it was our second episode, so it looks like we made it. Did you have any other final thoughts about the debate itself? Yeah, it was, um, it was a, it was a debate that didn't need to happen, <laughs> yeah. but did. Yes. And yes. probably won't matter really Absolutely. very much at all after two days from now, especially not when the next debate is, which I should have looked up when the next debate is. The next debate is a town hall. It's in like a couple weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting I'm to sure see we'll... the town hall interacting with the, the questions from the audience aspect of it. And they'll both be on stage this time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this bit was weird. The staging was weird, too, because they were both, like, sitting at a desk, which mm-hmm. I was like, this is a little bit of an awkward mm-hmm. thing to be sitting down at a at a conference table. You know what? I would prefer, at least for the vice presidential debates, that they actually just have to stand at an arm wrestling podium mm. and just have their hands locked like that the whole time while they're doing the debate. <laughs> I wonder what, what kind of an outcome or what kind of entertainment value there would be to that. But. I think it's also funny that they have the vice presidential debate. Neither of the candidates are there. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Where <laughs> it's just like Didn't they're just Trump totally tweet out that he's like removed. in Nevada or some shit? Right. Trump live tweeted the debate, which was hilarious. At the same time that he was saying that Pence was on stage saying, well, this is Hillary Clinton's the real campaign of insults. Mm. Donald Trump is just literally live tweeting insults, insults <laughs> saying that Tim Kaine looks like a villain from Batman, literally tweeted that during the debate, Mm -hmm. uh, while Pence is saying, hey, Hillary's running the campaign of insults out there, not us. Yeah, way to elevate the national discourse in the most ironic fashion, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it was was great. We'll definitely have some uh, something to say about the next debate as well. Um, Hopefully it will be something a little bit different than we've been able to hear from the rest of the debates. And hopefully we'll have a couple interviews coming up pretty soon and um, maybe talk a little bit about the uh, continued saga of athletes just showing that disrespect, showing (laughs) that disrespect to America. We need to talk about this. I'm sure we will. And uh, we're thinking of of maybe actually doing topics and segments. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. We're going to break it down. If people have any ideas, you know, that they are suggestions you already know how to get a hold of us, so just do it that way until we become a little bit more organized, and uh, then you can follow us on Twitter and yeah, we'll have like else. a Twitter and an email and all that kind of stuff. But uh... we'll be legit soon, guys don't, <laughs> and gals. Don't worry. I saw that we had a couple people that had uh, linked to us or whatever on SoundCloud, and I thought, oh man, these are our fans. But that's totally not the case, There's according to you. Spam bots. To all you spam bots out there playing this audio to get those clicks. Spam bots, let me tell you, you made my day today. I thought someone was actually paying attention to us. I love you, spam bots. <laughs> never, never make that mistake again. All right. Well, uh, this was uh, Chuck. 
And I'm Brendan. And uh, the Liquid Flannel Podcast is officially signed out. Thanks for joining us this evening. And uh, we look forward to uh, meeting up again real soon.